Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The people have spoken. I want to congratulate Raphael Warnock. Twitter files. James Baker. A central figure in the Russia investigation. Elon Musk terminated him. And they have the emails. They have the documents. Donald Trump. Lying, cheating, false documents, evading taxes. It's going to take time to get inflation back to normal levels. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from the United Press. Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air. President Roosevelt has just announced. The attack also was made on all naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. Yesterday... December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Hard to believe 81 years ago. Today we remember, honor, and thank the greatest generation. The attack started at 7.48 a.m. Hawaiian time, attacked by 353 Imperial Japanese aircraft, two waves launched from six aircraft carriers, of the eight U.S. Navy battleships present, all were damaged, four were sunk, all but USS Arizona was later raised. Six were returned to service and went on to fight in the war. The Japanese also sank or damaged three cruisers, three destroyers, an anti-aircraft training ship, one mine layer. More than eight, uh, 180 U.S. aircraft were destroyed. More importantly, 2,403 Americans lost their lives that morning. 1,178 were wounded. Again, we remember, honor, and thank the greatest generation 81 years ago. Yeah, when I think about that time, it, it, it gives me hope of some of the things we're going to happen now, today um, with what Americans can accomplish on what they did in the South Pacific and in Germany. But uh, for some reason, I don't know that we've got uh, the fortitude. Yeah, and, and no. that greatest generation, they're, they're – leaving us every day and there's not many left i'm just not sure we've got that same type of person in america big news day today dallas woodhouse of the carolina journal writes a coalition of republican appointed justices on the u.s supreme court appears to be coalescing around a middle ground that would find in favor of the north carolina general assembly in moore versus harper that would limit gross overreach by a state court in congressional redistricting in essence Several lawmakers suggested in this particular case the North Carolina Supreme Court assumed the role of the legislature rather than a check on the legislature. Dallas Woodhouse is on the line with us right now. Dallas, welcome back to News and Views. Good to have you with us. Good to have with you, and thank you for um, talking about that uh, date 81 years ago. I think it actually is an uh, an illustrative example of when democracy is really threatened and it was on that day and it was threatened around the world and the greatest generation stood up for it there's been a lot of talk that um this more v harper case uh especially from the hysterical left is uh somehow a threat to democracy and uh good point not and they had three hours of oral hearings today and democracy still standing and whenever the ruling comes out in the summer, whatever the Supreme Court does, uh, democracy will stand either way. 
your thoughts on how it went. It was three hours. It appeared to me that a lot of the discussion was more procedural, that instead of focusing, okay, is it proper for a a state Supreme Court to get involved in legislature uh, matters, legislative matters, uh, so much of it seemed to be centered on does the North Carolina – General Assembly, the Republican uh, coalition of the General Assembly, do they have the right to bring this to the United States Supreme Court? Well, I think that is fairly common in these, and they spend a lot of time on that. But, you know, at least four justices absolutely believe that was the case or it wouldn't be there. Right. Um, and, and I think to just remind your your listeners what this case is ultimately about is – the federal constitution refers to not states, but state legislatures as setting the time, manner, and places of elections. And, of course, under that falls redistricting. Um, generally through history, I think it is accurate to say that that state legislatures has been uh, looked at as part of a of a system in the states, whereas the legislature has the first right to do district, but they are subject to some oversight. And what the what the Republicans in the legislature are arguing, um, and I think rightfully so, you know, I, I have strong opinions about this, and so I'm, I'm open about that, is that when, when they drew the congressional maps and the you know, the Republicans control the legislature, and at that time, and still today, it won't in January, Democrats control the state Supreme Court, that when they rejected a map under very flowery, you know, five words in the state constitution that say elections should be free, right. and then rejected a second draw of the map, don't provide any clear rational or clear instructions on how a legislature can comply and then institute their own maps that they have gone so far and above the role of a state court that they have violated the federal constitution. Now, uh, the liberals have claimed that in extreme versions of this, it would mean a state legislature and a state legislature alone would get to set all procedures with federal elections in the state. Uh, That is actually not what Republican legislators argued, and, you know, while I think three of the more conservative justices, Gorsuch, um, Thomas, and Alito, uh, might prescribe to that, it became clear to me in this that um, that the Chief Justice Roberts and Amy Comey Barrett are, are, are uncomfortable, probably, with the idea that all of the authority rests with a state legislature, but they are also equally uncomfortable when a uh, when a state supreme court, as in North Carolina, just you completely usurped the legislature's authority and ability to draw districts and did it on their own. So uh, I do believe you're going to see a finding for um, the North Carolina legislature that says uh, they have the primary role to draw districts. 
some oversight within the state constitution, if it is on point and it's direct as appropriate, but you just can't make it up. And right, and, and you've got to give a reason. <laughs> you've got to give a reason. I mean, just common sense well, would I tell think, you I that. The other thing is, is that is that you, under our system, you have to give a legislature some safe harbors that if you do this and if you do that, these maps will be um, constitutional. Right. One of the things that I think shocked all the Republicans, and I think it surprised some of the liberals, uh, the respondents in this case, um, who in this case represent the Biden administration and Common Cause and some of those folks, made Far the left. argument— Far left groups, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, made the argument that you know that that, that a, a state court could just say under its general fairness doctrine, or just that the idea that state constitutions fundamentally are about fairness could declare any map unfair and impose their own. And what would happen is what we saw happen here. It would mean that whereas the legislature is given the authority under the federal constitution. It would mean that in every case that a legislature was controlled by a different party than a state court, that the state court would be in inserting the maps, and that that does not comply with the federal constitution. And that's where I think um, the North Carolina State Supreme Court Democrats and those that have supported their arguments are going to be. It was also interesting, the newest member of the uh, Supreme Court, um, Jackson, uh, at the beginning of the hearing, she was arguing with David Thompson, the attorney for uh, the Republican legislature. Uh, well, what's the definition of a legislature? And I, I got well, the impression. This, this is the same Supreme Court justice as a nominee that couldn't tell you what a woman was. <laughs> <laughs> Great Good point. point. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it was pretty nitpicky and pretty ridiculous. You know, what is the definition of is? I mean, it, is, is it, can we not have some common sense? I think we all know sense? what a legislature is. Yeah, you know, and and you know we already recognize in law and by the federal constitution that redistricting has to start with the legislature. You know, we already recognize in law that when courts make alterations that or, or make you know a finding that a map doesn't comply, that a legislature has to be given a chance to redraw them at some point. So I don't think it it, it is unreasonable to say. That if a if a court just completely removes the legislature from the process, or they put in um, evolving standards that no legislature could meet, I mean that's the problem I had is that there really wasn't a congressional map that the Republicans could have passed that was going right. to be supported by this court. Because a- exactly, I would remind your 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 listeners that when the legislature passed its second version after the court struck it down. That was a far more competitive map and would have had three to four competitive congressional districts, including uh, the one that Don Davis won, the first district being more competitive um, than what the court adopted. The court, What the court said was basically that the state is basically evenly divided on a statewide level and like uh, European parliaments, you know, we have to have a por- proportional representational outcome. Which of course, there's no foundation in the, our law for that. So, do you, um, do you think? I, 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 I think in I think in the long run, there's two things to remember. <clears throat> One thing is that Republican legislators are going to get to redraw the congressional districts next year anyway, regardless. They're going to do it under a Republican court, right? And th- those districts are going to be more favorable to Republicans. It's why 
actually have a lot of respect for Don Davis. Thought he was a good legislator, um, and he was a very nice man when I ever dealt with him. But if I were him, I would rent in Washington. I wouldn't buy. Um, <laughs> and, and 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 so the North Carolina Supreme Court teed up this case in a way that North Carolina legislators didn't have anything to lose, and, yeah. and so they were able to to push this. And I think it will. I think it will result in some restrictions being how far state courts could go, but I think most state courts would never do this. Was what, and and, and you got that sense in the in the, the court hearing that they were very concerned that the court just um, they even part of what the the, the the North Carolina State Supreme Court said in its decision was partisan gerrymandering is really bad. That the federal courts have said it's a non-judiciable issue. Um, but the legislature doesn't want to do anything about it. They have to promote the constitutional amendment to fix it, and they're not going to do that. So we have to step in and do something about this really bad problem. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no foundation in the Constitution for that, for them to just decide that they are going to usurp a legislature. And that is what they did. They didn't interpret, I mean, Neil Gorsuch pointed out, that they didn't interpret the law. They just exchanged it and rewrote their own. We're talking to Dallas Woodhouse uh, concerning the Moore versus Harper Supreme Court oral arguments that took place earlier today. Uh, Dallas, Benny Hardy's with us. He's got a question for you. Uh, hey, Dallas. We just we talked about uh, Justice uh, Jackson's oral arguments and, and also uh, Justice Kagan's. When, when you read their arguments, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not saying that uh, I'm a constitutional lawyer or anything, but reading their arguments – just sounds like they are just completely being advocates for a political party and 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 well, not that's what the north carolina supreme court was doing yeah and and you know i, I mean just listening to their arguments do you think that they're i mean they're secretly want to say you know what this independent state doctrine deal let, let's just get it just just get it out of the hands of the states and let's make it a federal issue Good i mean question do, i mean do you think that that's where they're kind of going and and won't want to rule that way if they have the opportunity well, I, I think I think that they probably don't like the likely political outcome. There is a political outcome here that more state legislatures. Um, I looked this up recently, and I think Republicans can. You know, every state but Nebraska has two chambers, and you know Republicans control twice as many as Democrats. So um, the. Uh, now, in, you know, in some of these states, in Idaho, they don't have one congressional district. The congressional district it ain't an issue. It's the whole state. You know, but so they may like like the outcome. Look, I think good people can disagree about what the Constitution uh, means in this issue. There are conflicting things in the Constitution, the, the procedures. Um, but, but my sense is, and, and I'm willing to give everybody, everybody the benefit of the doubt that they are arguing what they believe the Constitution says, um, but, but but I think I think what what emerged is at some point it has to be uh, a, an intolerable level that if a legislature that has the primary responsibility for redistricting cannot do the job because the court won't let them do it, and in this case the court would not let them do it, uh, then you have violated the federal constitution. Is it possible that um, the North Carolina Supreme Court will come out with a favorable ruling before the U.S. Supreme Court would come out with their finding? And would the Supreme Court just say, well, it's now moot? No. 
I don't think so. Because okay. I think I think what you know what we've seen from the Democrats on the state Supreme Court is um, is you know what you might consider a rush to the courthouse over several cases, and uh, I, you, you know what I anticipate out of the North Carolina Supreme Court is another outrageous ruling on legislative districts and <clears throat> and congressional districts, perhaps by you know by the end of the year before their term is up. That, well, I'm, I was I was referring to the new Supreme Court, the Republican new Supreme Court, not the current uh, North Carolina Supreme Court. No, because, no. I mean, I think, no, I don't. I don't think so because I, I think there are there are definitely three or four legis, um, excuse me, Supreme Court justices in, um, in 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 Gorsuch, Thomas, and Alito that have been interested in testing this theory in the courts and have kind of believed that that, that the role of legislatures has been um, encroached upon, and and so I think you're going to see a decision. Yeah. But what I would say is, um, I, I I think I'm not sure the decision is. I am sure the decision is not going to have the sweeping declarations that liberals have gone around trying to scare everybody about. Right, that um, the end of our democracy is here. Exactly, the end of our democracy and all this kind of stuff. Um, and and. You know, thankfully, there were some honest liberal professors out there who disagreed with the theory, but 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 worked to obliterate this idea that you know that this has anything to do with presidential electors and and overturning the outcome of elections. That right, what 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 became apparent today is that that this issue is fundamentally about redistricting and who has the power to do it and can at some point. Uh, a state court go, you know, use broad and undefined definition to usurp um, a state legislature to the point that it actually violates the federal constitution. And I believe that answer is going to be yes. And I think that's the right thing. Well, it was um, interesting because one of the justices did bring up, I think it was Gorsuch, brought up the fact that, well, wait a minute, if this is going to be decided by the legislature it's the people that elect the legislature mm-hmm. and so therefore why should you have the courts and these are my words not his but this is what he was basically saying why should you have a court come in and over you know basically uh, t- tell the the population well, well, that you, why, why you do not it, have the basically his, basically a statement was why is it more stable for democracy and better for this to be handled by a branch other than the people right. that are most directly elected by the legislature. Exactly. We exactly. elect the legislature. I mean, just in North Carolina alone, we elect the legislature every two years. We elect Supreme Court justices every eight. Great point. I mean that. that I mean that's that's one thing. And I think I think you know one of the questions that I think you know that I was encouraged about because really we I was watching Robert um, Kavanaugh and Barrett. And Chief Justice Robert points out, you know, what about just picking this, this, this aspect? Well, that elections have to be free or they have to be fair. Something that has no standard, right? Right. Um, no I, definition. I don't have any doubt. And no definition. I don't have any doubt after hearing today that if the people of North Carolina persuaded um, the, the the legislature to put a constitutional amendment on the ballot. And it, and the voters were to approve it that specifically outlawed partisan considerations in elections and defined what that means and how it is to be done and the people accepted it, that that would probably be okay. But 
absent of that, the court just can't make it up. Right. Yeah. Good point. It, it, it may be vague and ambiguous, but it doesn't say that the Supreme Court can just decide decide yeah, to say they, they can put the their definition to it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting stuff. Right. And that, that was a, that was another problem that Roberts had. Roberts might have even uh, you know said, well, maybe the state you know state court can do this, and maybe they can reject the map. But when they get drawing their own, that's a problem. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he he seemed to indicate that. So that's another. You know, I mean, I think what you're, you know, quite frankly, this is going to be an argument settled by the Republicans on the court. And um, while I think they, 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 you know, there's three that view a much more robust um, provision of this, I think the three that are going to decide it, we're clearly looking for a middle ground. And and right. And, and I think that's OK. I mean, as, as far as I am concerned, the most important thing that could come out of this case is the U.S. Supreme Court saying to the North Carolina Supreme Court and other courts that might act this way, although I think there would be few, that you can't do this. Yeah, you yeah. can't just decide that you are the ones that are going to draw districts and decide what congressional districts look like now and forever if you happen to not like the partisan makeup of the legislature. You know, it, although- I mean, there was nothing more partisan. There was never anything more partisan than what the North Carolina State Supreme Court did to it. Oh, I, I agree. Absolutely. agree. But as I listened to the, the oral arguments today, I, I, a part of me came away with, is the Supreme Court going to come back with some finding that simply says, uh, we, we can't render an opinion on this because we feel like we don't have the authority as a federal court to uh, step on the toes of a, of a state court, that, that that's out of our jurisdiction, I, uh, something to Tom, that extent. You and I, uh, you know, talked a little bit about this this afternoon off air, and I, I would concede that that is a possibility, but it is my belief they won't do that because of the, you know, that, you know, now that this case is in front of the court, if you say that, you have in essence said that any time, and there are multiple places that this is the case, that a court is controlled by a different persuasion than the legislature, that it is the court that is going to have the last word in crafting and creating the district. I mean, you know, again, I even think the liberals were taken back by the respondents' argument that a a state court could just say, you know, we don't have anything written in the state constitution, but the state constitution generally says things should be fair. We think these maps are not fair, so we're going to institute what we think is fair, which, of course— there's no definition of fair. There's no way to judge fair. There's no way to measure fair. Um, um, uh, well, well, and the fact that the current the like current me, Supreme Court like compared to the next year's like Supreme Court's got two different nef- definitions. Yeah. Um, well, somebody with five votes is going to decide. Right. Right. Well. Well. Plus, you know, we uh, the the United States Supreme Court. <laughs> I mean, they're appointed, and their their job is to rule on the U.S. Constitution, and this is a U- and this is a U.S. constitutional issue, is it not? So I mean, yeah. they, they've oh, got it, I mean, they've got a rule. U.S. On. and state, yeah, yeah. I mean, if your listeners are really interested in this, I was really surprised one thing didn't come up in the court today is there has been this debate in the briefs, and I've read a bunch of them over one of South Carolina's founding fathers, mm. a man named Charles Pinckney. And, of course, 
Pinckney had a version of the Constitution that he supposedly submitted in the Constitutional Convention, and but it, you know, he didn't have a copy of it, and he tried to reassemble it 40 years later, and it's sort of been debated in history. But he apparently, in his version, had originally said, written the election clause to say states, and it went to the Committee on Detail, and the Committee on Detail changed it to legislature. So the argument on one side is that that was a purposeful change that they made. It wasn't a grammatical change. It wasn't a stylistic change, but it was a substantive change made for a reason. The other side disagrees with that, and they sort of blast it, including Pinckney's plan. If you're interested in that story, um, you know, Google my name and Charles Pinckney, and it'll come up. It's a really interesting read. I spent a lot of time researching that is and then it didn't even come up in oral arguments. I was disappointed. <laughs> but, um, you might have gotten a footnote it there. It goes to show you. Um, and, and I, I, you know, I think the good news in North Carolina is if you take, at least in the short term, of what the Supreme Court, the, the United States Supreme Court, already did in the Ruchik case, which was said that partisan, the questions of partisan gerrymandering are not to the federal courts. And if you take it that I believe this case will at least put some hands uh, restricting outrageous behavior by a state Supreme Court in redistricting, I think we are getting back, you know, to where we might have been and where we should be, that at the ultimate deciders of this, with some guardrails, uh, are state legislatures accountable to the people, that these are ultimately political questions that have to be decided by the political branch of government. And ultimately you know, decided by the people. Exactly. And ultimately and ultimately decided um, by, by the people. Right, right. Uh, Dallas, great stuff. Uh, appreciate your insights. And uh, I, I am not quite as optimistic as you are, but uh, I, would, I would defer to you that you have studied this much longer well, and I'm much right, harder. When I'm right, we can... Uh, when I'm right, we can head downtown Greenville and you can buy me a steak. <laughs> Come on down. We'll do it. <laughs> Dallas Woodhouse. Thanks a million, Dallas. Do Thanks, appreciate Dallas. it. We are Thanks way over. Yes, sir. Have a great Christmas. We're way over. Let's take a time out. We'll be right back. <laughs> 